All right, hello and welcome. This is the first episode of what we for now are calling the Disney culture. Just another way to rip off the extraordinary culture name basically is what it is and throw Disney in there too. This is Dan from the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. I have today with me uh, Anthony, who's been on Kayfabe Culture, I think just about, I think every episode. Actually, I think about it. I think every episode. I think of, I have been on, yeah, I have been on every episode. And, uh, but then also a friend of mine, uh, Gina, who's going to talk about uh, downtown Disney and then just throw in whatever you want. Honestly, Gina. Like we're just these are just all discussion okay, cool. stuff anyway. So no, none of this is whatever. So we decided to do this because um well Anthony and I have been Disney pass holders for a long time. I think I am going on near if not past twenty years. I think he's even longer than that, off and on. Uh for longer off than and that. On. Yeah, off and on for longer than that. And then uh Gina spent her quarantine time watching a bunch of YouTubers uh, reopen Walt Disney World and just what's going on and has actually been to downtown Disney. A couple of times. So that's kind of what we were interested in, what she had to say, too. So we're just going to go back. Our, our tagline for, um, I think, this podcast, which should come up uh, infrequently. I think it's just when there's ever there's stuff going on that we want, kind of want to talk about as long as the shutdown uh, remains, which we'll, we'll get to and talk about uh, in a little bit here. is going to be come along for the ride because I just thought it was funny. It's actually something that I said to my brother when I asked him, hey, you want to do this? He's like, you know what? I'm not sure I can make the time. And I, did, I texted him and I was like, well, here's what we're doing. So if you want, you know, come along for the ride. And I was like, hey, that's a cool freaking tagline. Disney ride. Come along for the ride. I just thought it was kind of cool. I get it. Yeah. Well, you're the one that he, he's you're the one that actually told me that's actually kind of cool. And I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. That actually was just kind of neat. It just, and it just came organically. Uh, it's, incidentally, my pass expired yesterday. Mine has been actually that's kind of where we're going. Um, mine actually expired the. I think the middle of August, so it's been about a month. It's not even in my app anymore, but we'll we'll get to that. So the mine's still in the app. In fact, it says 14 days remaining, but it also says expired 10 2020 I'm gonna so. look now. Now, now you got me thinking about that. It so, depends. Like from what I was listening to, it just depends on which pro like uh, which program you have, and then how they're gonna extend it. Disney did it much more like they're much more complicated than Knots. That's yeah, they are. Said, Congratulations, you all have passes through next year. Yeah, because I have a NOS pass too, and I was yeah. like, oh, well, that's cool. But uh, I have a payments. I do payments, so uh, they did the thing where, oh, if you want to keep on, you have to call. Right. As opposed to what would be the more logical thing, where it'd be if you want to cancel, you have to call because they knew that less people would want to call. So I was like, well, I guess my pass is going to expire then because I'm not going to call because I shouldn't have to. Especially when Knotts is over here just saying, well, here's another year. Congratulations. Okay, so let's talk about that for a sec, actually, because, um, well, first of all, I, I don't have any passes in my app anymore. And I, I did have wow. the, um, I was going to go to Star Wars night for celebration. Like during that time, I was oh, actually yeah. going to, yeah, I was actually going to do that. And, um, that's not even in there anymore either. And I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. Did you get refunded for you know that? What? I have to check into that. I don't think I did. I think they had technically – I don't think they canceled. I think they're just going to reschedule. I'll have to find out about that now that I think about it. But you are right. They did. So I, my passes, I had I had three of them, my, mine and my two kids. Um, we had this conversation on the other podcast when Anthony does. That my wife just doesn't go as often, so she just decided to let it lapse. And this was a year ago anyway. Just decided, nah, I don't go as often as you do. You guys, you know, why spend the money if I'm not going to go? Okay. So it makes sense to me. So it turns out what I actually did was I outright bought two of them. And then I put one on payments, and I had forgotten that. So um, the options were – you had a couple of them. If you had paid in full, they were just going to extend it however long the park had closed. 
That's what they that's what they're doing. So that's where I'm at right now. And I think right now, I think I would be in the middle of like February or March next year if it were to open like next week. So I'm going to get um, probably almost two years out of these passes by the time this, this actually happens. Um, the third one I did put on payments and I didn't see because the other two were paid off in full for that third one that was on payments. I thought, why should I let that one expire when the other two are going to extend? So I did have to call. I spent two hours on the phone doing this. I spent two Yikes. hours on the phone. Ouch. So, I, and I, all I did was I called them up and then I put in my earbuds and I just did whatever I was doing just on hold. And they told me, oh, okay. By that point, what they had done was they had suspended payments. The basic plan was they had stopped payments. You, you could get a refund. Did you get a refund on the rest of it, Anthony? On the rest of what? On the, on the rest of what you owed on your pass. Or did they just stop payments and we'll resume when it opens? No, they, they just stopped payments. Okay, so they, they stopped payments. They refunded you for a month. And then whatever, whatever, however much time you had left on it. Oh, you didn't get refunded for the one in March. You should have been refunded. No, 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 because my uh, because of where my uh, (laughs) my payment was just before the cutoff. Oh, okay, okay. Um, So they had done that. So unfortunately, uh, they they screwed me out of like half a month. Yeah, back to the thing though that the situation with the tickets is very confusing. But that's where mine stand. I stand to have at least – now, what I don't know, and again, making it more complicated than it needs to be typical Disney, is I don't know if they're going to give me the entire period of the shutdown or the entire period I had left um, from the shutdown to when my pass expired, which is still – that's still five months. So I, I don't well, know. But we'll find out, but it's completely I, paid for. So let's just, let's just put it this way. Disney's not going to give you anything extra. I didn't they're not not. figure they're so. They're not not, ever. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to give you anything extra. You're going to get exactly what you paid for and no, not a day, not an hour, not a minute more than that. If, if, if how they're treating their employees is any, uh, is any indication. Hold on, jump in the gun, jump in the gun. Jump in the gun. <laughs> No, jump in the gun, but no, um, I, I fully expect that. I fully expect to get at least the five months, but again, even at this point right here, if it were to open in the month of October, I'm not looking until February or March when mine would expire anyway. So I would have gotten almost another year out of the damn thing uh, anyway. I mean, so. that's fine, because if they opened in October, I wouldn't be going until January. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't I'm know. Not going, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't try going right away. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun on that conversation, but I'm not looking to go right when they open. Yeah, well, I want to just... wait and see. I want to. I want to let some. I want to let her look, watch the bloggers go, and then <laughs> let us know whether it's it's a big big crap fest. Well, well that, I did that with Knott's. Yeah. Like I did that with Knott's Berry Farm because Knott's came out with their taste of, of calico, and I didn't go right away. I was I watched it and I was like, all right, let's see, and it looked all right. And then when they came out with a taste of knots, I went and it was great. And so now that they're doing a taste of Halloween, I'm going twice. But uh-huh. I've already watched a couple of vloggers on that too, and so like I felt comfortable going. But when knots opened for a taste of calico, I was like, mm, now nah, I I'm agree. Not. Yeah, I have uh, we, I have, we have tickets for uh, for uh, for. Uh, taste of ween or whatever it's called uh for the for the 19th so yeah we were waiting to see how that looked and then we were like okay well let's finally do it let's get over there the food looks too good to keep passing it up and yeah they did a great job with the food like the food are not tasting portions 
Like the food is the drinks were tasting portions, like the beer and stuff, but the food were it was it was a it was a nice amount of food that you're getting for the thirty five bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, right. it was well worth it. And I'm going this Friday. Um, I did hear that it's a little busier, so I don't know if they sold more tickets, like if they increased capacity or if it's just. I don't the think engine. they increased capacity because they can't. They only have to, they have to stick to whatever the capacity that's been set, which has now been, I believe, set at twenty five percent. Did they expand? So, uh, did they expand areas though? Because that that no, made... but, well. Oh yeah, from yes. one event to another, they have added more areas. Well, that increases which, capacity it's almost automatically. Park now, right? Yeah, now oh, the right. only part that's not open is over by Berry Tales and like that back corner where there's really nothing. But like they've they've opened up more of the park. So like a taste of Calico was really really small. It was just Calico, and then right. when I went to a taste of Knots, they opened up the Boardwalk and Fiesta Village, and now they've opened up Camp Snoopy to do like a treat trail. Uh, sort of, like at night, it's like more of a spooky vibe. But yeah, they did a social distance treat trail. Yes, it's a very interesting treat trail. But and and when I went, like, I'll be honest with you, I didn't go at night. Like, my husband and I are early goers. We like to go when it opens, and we like to get out of there before people realize that it started. Um, Plus, it was hot. (laughs) So so. I don't, I don't want to hang out when it's 110. but when we went, uh, it was clean. People were wearing their masks correctly. I'd say almost everyone. Every now and then you'd get somebody who was like trying to sneak around a rule. But for the most part, everybody was wearing their masks correctly. Uh, employees were cleaning everything. People were keeping their distance. So I'm interested to see if it's still like that now because people are getting a little more like comfortable. Yeah, and not only comfortable, people are getting there's this whole like well, well we're over it. It's like okay, right. well, you may not you may be over it, but unfortunately <laughs> it's not gone yet. So, I'm just interested to see what it's going to be like. And we're going later in the day because it's Friday and I have to work until, you know, 2:30 or whatever it is. So, we're going to go after that. Do you? Do you? Well, I got into the <laughs> Well, uh, it, de- <laughs> it depends on our meetings, yeah. trust me. <laughs> depends who you are, too. Well, because you know they, they all of the all of the uh, those uh, the date the original dates all sold out, and then they added Thursdays, and the day I'm going is one of the Thursdays. And then the Thursdays sold out, and they added uh, Veterans Day. They randomly. added a Wednesday. They added. Like, oh yeah, they added the Wednesday, and then they and added a Monday. That's the Veterans Day. Okay. Veterans Day. They added Veterans Day, which is the Monday. But that was after the Thursday had already sold out, and about the time they added the Wednesday. So they're basically it's filling up almost like as if they have haunt, but with just you know food. If it's a food haunt. Now That's I have a question. Like. Dan, what What do you think, Dan? Why do you think Disney's not doing something like this? Just opening and doing I, I think like they, a, like a food and wine or a, yeah, you know, some, or you know, or their Halloween. What was the Halloween version of food and wine called? I don't remember. It was something stupid, probably. Probably. I don't remember acting. You know what? Did they have a name for all that? I know they released a bunch of different stuff, but I don't know if it actually had a proper name, like a food and wine. Uh, I don't remember. It was just Halloween I time with that... a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I fully you expected said... them to. But I, I think they were they were banking on the fact that they were going to reopen because – and we'll get to this here in a little bit too. Bob Iger just res- uh, resigned from that committee 
um, to do the, all, re- all the reopening stuff. I fully thought we were going to see food and wine. I thought we were going to see that in, in a, some kind of capacity spaced out over one, if not both of the parks, and then give that a reason to bring in some more, some more revenue. But I think they really put all their eggs in um, one basket, so to speak. By, by do saying, you think they're they're do you think they're in a sense they're too proud to do something half-assed like that? Yeah, I, I think they're so. Like, we're Disney. We don't have to stoop to Knott's level. No. She's over there nodding because she knows it, I'm right. So oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those, I don't, we're not going to stoop to Knott's level. We're opening or we're not opening. It's, there's no, we're not half-assing it. Even though they could be making tons of money, they could be giving people jobs. And instead, I know we're not there yet. Instead, they throw Newsom under the bus for all the, and they, lay off all these people and i have a lot of thoughts about that we're not there yet but yeah uh no yeah no definitely i think it's yeah it's definitely disney could be doing it they just choosing not to because they think that it's beneath them i think i think they they have having the whole downtown disney area i think gives them something extra the fact that they have that whole area in in downtown disney that they can use and are are making some money from that um we can kind of then why not that too right now then why not I was going to say, then why not move all the uh, the food booths out there, which they've done before? Because remember when they had the uh, they had the uh, Okins uh, during Christmas that one year? They had the the Okins. Oh yeah, they had two, a booth couple out there. years. They had a couple booths. They outside. had the booths out there when yeah. they had this the, the they had the skating rink, Olaf skating rink, and then they had all the booths out there made up to look like wandering Okins, and they they had them. They've done it out there before. Why not put the booths out there and have a food festival? You know, on you know, city on uh, downtown Disney, you could may you know you could give people more, some people more people jobs, and you could uh, you know then they could. I is mean, it, is uh, it just a matter of of cleanliness? If you open the parks, then that means you got you know even for a food festival, that means you're going to have additional restrooms open, um, the spacing in the parks. I mean, you got to uh, deal with the, not the social distancing in the parks, but what people are touching. It doesn't have to do with any of that. So I don't know. I haven't been to Knott's. You know, okay, so first of all, I'm going to say you both are very brave for Knott's. I don't have the highest thoughts about Knott's, like at all, as far as the, the cleanliness and the, the, a much different clientele. Go ahead, Gina. You were, you well, were going to say something. I've, I've, I worked at Knott's back in the 90s. So, like, I remember Knott's when it was the Knott family who owned it. And so when Cedar Fair Parks bought it, I was like, well, they kind of went downhill. And that was my opinion on it. But I had Disney passes a long time ago. They just kind of got to the point where – they were out of my price range. I lived in Hemet. Then I was getting my master's. So I just let my my husband and I let our Disney passes lapse for a while. And we picked up Knott's ones just to go because they're cheap. They're super cheap. And it was better than I remembered. And so when I when I did go to Taste of Knott's, I was like, all right, well, let's see how it is. And I have to tell you, because I, I take the coronavirus seriously <laughs> You know, my, my family works for Kaiser, so I get a completely different kind of uh, story from them about what's really happening in the hospitals because they work there. So I was apprehensive, but I felt really good about it. Like, they they have – it's like they took some of their write-offs and they gave them – like, they redistributed people as, as uh, park, park, and park services because everything was clean. Everybody was on it. Uh, as soon as you got up from a table, they were cleaning it. And then the pe- the people themselves, it's like we've been shut up for so long. People were really cool about keeping their distance. I, again, you're, it's not 100%, but I won't walk into a Walmart 
but I have no problem going to downtown Disney. I've been there. I have no problem going to Knott's. And, and, uh, and I'll just, like, they take your temperature, which can, you can say could be safety theater, but they are taking temperatures before you walk in. They are making sure that you have your mask on. Dis- downtown Disney was on it. If somebody didn't have their mask on properly, they were like, excuse me, hi, over the nose. I've hi. seen the videos. <laughs> and and it's not, again, like, yeah, there's a lot of videos out there where it looks like it is crowded. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was crowded, but I I never wasn't able to find space. The part, the, the part that bothers me isn't the once you're in there. It's the line. It's the it's what I see of the lines to get in. Like today, yeah. uh, did you see? The, did you see the today? It's that's I, what I, bothers yeah. me. It's the it's the not social distancing. It's the it's the big long lines. It's the the fact that you have to wait just to get into downtown Disney, and you're gonna wait hours just to get into downtown Disney. And then yeah, there's I, like then you get then yeah. you still gotta do the virtual queue. Just to get into a damn store. Well, now Gina, I, Gina's that, done that. None of that is worth it. So Gina's yeah, done that. Do so that. let's go so, ahead and you can go over your experience. So, he, yeah, here's the thing. When I went, so I went and I go to things, like I said, I go when they open. So I was there when Downtown Disney opened and I still waited in a line to get in. And by the, I was by myself. I had nothing else to do that day. So I was like, eh, I'll wait. But um, the line just to park is ridiculous and out of control to get into the symbol lot. And I have to say that I think that I would probably park somewhere else and just um, pay. Like, I think you could do it at the city something. Garden what is walk. It, the city walk. Yeah, garden walk. Yeah, garden walk. Yeah. It, you could park over there and you can, you know, buy something over there and walk through the harbor, which is the kind of secret bat cave entrance that nobody uses because it's to walk from Simba to the yeah. other one. Yeah, like, it's, I think it's a 25-minute walk. Well, if I'm waiting an hour and a half to get in, I'm going to walk 25 minutes up the street and try to get in the back way. That's just me. But it, when I went, it was my first pass, and I got in. I did wait in a line. I think it took, I'd say, about a half an hour for me to get into the parking. Once I got in, it was only a 10-minute wait to get in. Okay, so so I was can, there can we clarify something that real quick? So she said in the yeah. symbol lot. And so Anthony knows this too, and I think I talked to Eugenia about this. So the symbol lot is coming off of um, what's that name of that street? A- Anthony West. Um, west. Yeah, West. So that's only that's a two well, lane street. That's a two lane well, street. That's already. Go ahead. The entrance is actually off of uh, is off of Catella. Yeah, but do, where do they pull you out? Do they pull you off of Catella? They pull you off of West. Gina, I'm talking to you. Um, I'm trying to think. I think they pull you off of West because which Ball and Catella are parallel, yes. right? Uh-huh. So it's West. They're, they're pulling you off of West because it is a two-lane street, mm-hmm. and you have to be in the right-hand lane. If you're in the left-hand lane, you're not getting it. That backs the, up. There are, yeah. That backs so up. So the right-hand lane is backed up. I was backed up. I went down West and flipped a U-turn at Ball. I believe it was Ball, and it was still backed up. Yeah, it, so it usually like, is. You're already sitting there. Yeah, so, you're already sitting in a line down that street. That is downtown Disney parking, but they've also used that lot as overflow Disney parking when they have to shut off the structure. So it's there. If you've ever been stuck in that line, and I know I have, and I'm sure Anthony has too. If you've ever been stuck in that line in West, that line takes a while to get into because they only handle the one lane of cars. Then you've got everybody trying to cut into the right-hand lane, and they only do you know 
there's only so many um, ticket booths open in the thing. So it can take a long time. I'm not necessarily saying like because it's that crowded that that's the reason, but I know oh, no. it's a pain well, in the butt to park there to begin with. People, yeah, but they're staggering people going in. So it's not even like, like, cause they're not charging. So you don't even need a ticket. Like the ticket booths are open, but they're stopping you. So like you pull in and they're going, okay, one car from this lane, one car from that lane. And then they wait. And then they're like one car from this lane. One, but that way they're staggering people even in the parking lot. So when you pull into park, it's not like, oh, a hundred people just parked and we're all running for the symbol, like for the entrance. So they're, they're staggering you to come in to the parking lot and then you have to wait i guess now i haven't been there since that line has looked astronomically long like i would never wait in a line that long for downtown disney and my issue when i went and waited in line for world of disney in the virtual queue they don't tell you how long it's going to be so i roll up and i was like well how long do you think and they're like well we we don't know there's no way we could tell like we know that information and i'm thinking it's 2020 how do you not know how long your virtual queue is but all right i mean i'm not going to they're i'm not going to give the employee a hard time about it they just work there so i was like all right that's cool and so i walked around and it took 2 hours and then you have to wait in line again <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you wait in line for the virtual queue then you get your call back and then you got to wait in line to get back into the store so your wait, I, I your wait to go through temp check it, was only like 10 minutes? When you yeah, got there, it was wasn't like, very long at all. Okay. So maybe it was yeah, a case it was, of those. Yeah, it was 10 minutes. When, when they first opened, I, I saw a lot of pictures that were very different. In fact, I, I know somebody else who went and took some pictures, and they're like, well, perception is literally everything. Because if I take the picture from this angle, note this guy wearing this, this is what it looks like. But if I take it from this angle, you see them six feet apart. Look at the difference. Like, it's not what it appears to be because this is the same guy. Like, look at what he, he's wearing or whatever. They were doing that. So then, yeah. No, I'm – I'm, uh, and I know we had that conversation about they couldn't tell you how long it was going to take you to, to do it or anything like that, which I find kind of weird knowing that they have um, – and I don't think Anthony had a chance to do this, but the, um, the queuing system for Rise of the Resistance. That technology exists. It's there. You can do it from the app. The technology exists. You just have to transfer it to the downtown Disney stuff. So that's it seems absurd to me that they couldn't tell you, okay, well, your party is, you know, 35 and you can look on the app and say, oh, okay, you're at 15 now. So I'm going to have to I'm going to wait a little while. You know, that's absurd to me in general. Anthony, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I was just trying to uh, I got a uh, you know, I get uh, notifications from uh, the Twitter, uh, the down the uh, Disney pass holder Twitter and uh, they send out uh, – did I just send it? In the chat? Yeah, in the chat. That's basically – I get that every single, I think, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and some weekdays. And that's pretty much like it happens all day, and they, they send that out all the time. How the hell do I get back now? How much yeah, you... I – Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I have to be honest, unless I was Ubering there, like, unless I lived a little more local or I could park somewhere and Uber to the other entrance, and then I I was going to just have dinner. Uh, and I know if you have reservations for one of the restaurants, you can oh, tell go. them and they'll, like, let you in or something. But I wouldn't chance it. Like, it was – it just seems – for what Downtown Disney is – it wasn't worth it. And, and I had, I went one day and it was great. 
and it was like a weekday right during the end of July, like right when they first opened, mm-hmm. but not right when they opened. And that was perfect. But now it's like people are chomping at the bit and they want any excuse to wear their cute little ears and go walk around in little house clothes. And so now downtown Disney is becoming the happening place to be. And quite honestly, it's really not worth it, in my opinion. So it's it's I a, agree, it, uh, and I can't say that I don't. I, I'd like to see what it looks like and eventually get down there myself just to check it out. But I'd be there first thing in the morning, like early. I would be there first thing in the morning. But you know that they're not helping that by the fact that to make up for lost revenue, they're doing a bunch of stuff. Like they have a bunch of new merchandise um, on purpose, partially because I think it was going to be stuff that rolled out in the parks during the season anyway. So you got to move it, and then they're still releasing exclusives. So um, part of that was the 65th merchandise. Um, That's been a mess, Anthony. I don't think I ever talked to you about that. But the 65th merchandise, they did like a a shop pass on Shop Disney, kind of like a fast pass kind of thing. You get get in line, a virtual queue kind of thing. They did that for – actually, they did that for May the 4th too. So I actually did both. I did the May the 4th thing and got some stuff, and uh, that was a mess. Because they were trying to figure out their system, it kept booting people out. It would let you fill your card, but then it wouldn't let you pay. It was a, a complete mess. End of the day, later we ended up getting some stuff, most of what we wanted, because we just happened to catch it when the system went back online, uh, my brother and I. But then for the 65th, they did the same type thing, and um, that literal that line was all day. I mean, I think he waited. He and I both got on, and I think, and we just let it sit and do whatever else. I'm not just gonna sit there and stare at my computer screen forever. But I think it was a couple of hours as well, doing all that. And then I let mine run, and by the end of the night, I got in. The end of the night, I had gotten in. Um, I tried to get a couple things. Actually, I ended up getting something for Gina um, uh, about that, and then I got kicked out. I got kicked out. And then I got an email the next day or a couple of days later that said, we're sorry if you still wanted this stuff. Like, we, we'll still get it to you. So I, I did. I took advantage of it and got the stuff and, and did that. Then they released 65th per- merchandise in the parks. So you get this influx of people who want to go get 65th merchandise in the parks. And then now that it's Halloween time, you know, because think about how far ahead you have to um, have all this stuff uh, produced, you know, under production. So there's a whole bunch of new um, Haunted Mansion merchandise and there's new Oogie Boogie stuff. And I'm soon I'm sure soon we'll see Christmas stuff as well. But then they even went so far. And I want to Anthony, what's your thoughts on this? Um, They opened ESPN Zone. As a, did you hear about this? You know, I'm gonna tell you. Know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. They opened ESPN Zone as a ticketed event kind of thing. I don't think the tickets cost anything, but as a special ticketed event, a chance to get exclusive merchandise. Uh, there were a couple of Funko Pops that were a little bit more on the expensive side, and most of the other stuff has just been pins. But you had to have. Uh, oh no, wasn't it one of the sippers? I think it was the the Castle Sipper or something that they had released. Um, so they're they're doing that. It's a whole bunch of exclusive merchandise that they're you know putting there to to draw people in. And I don't know if that's the best thing that they should be doing. If it's just adding to all this chaos, I mean, because people are going and you're seeing all this well, you know stuff on eBay all over the place. I mean, we've talked about this in the past, and we know that we know that most of the people that show up to those things are uh, your, your merchandise flippers. And unfortunately, you know that like three quarters of the people that show up to the, those things are going to be that. And most of the people that are in downtown Disney and you see waiting in lines at the stores all day are going to be those people, especially in early in the morning. 
I mean, I guess if you want to do anything else in downtown Disney early in the morning, except for stores, you know well, that's a good time to go because you know who's going to be there. But, you know, I mean, the whole thing is that I understand that some stuff is dated. Now, you don't want me to get into the, how the fact that I think that having 65th merchandise was stupid and redundant because then we're just going to get back to a Mickey 90 discussion. And you know how many of those we had, Dan. Yeah. But... The uh, the whole thing is, is that you, I mean you you have dated merchandise. I no matter how you attempt to sell it, if it's done in the parks, it's going to be a big cluster. Because if they try to sell it through Shop Disney online, people are going to complain because uh, they can't get it on there. And then other people are going to be complain that you, they, it shouldn't be available on Shop Disney. But then you and you try to have it in the parks, people complain because it's too hard to get into the parks and get it. I mean. To me, it's just like anything else. It's like, well, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I mean, I got some cool, because I already had tickets for uh, Star Wars Celebration, I got some cool Star Wars Celebration uh, swag uh, anyways that I bought. So then all of that, including the awesome uh, uh, broken down ad at uh, Tiki Punch Bowl that I got, trumps all of that stupid stuff that uh, everybody else is going out and standing in lines to, to get because I didn't have to stand in line. I didn't have to sit in a queue on my computer for most of the day. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. It's not what I do. Hey, did, you didn't get any of that stuff, did you? I'm going to be very angry if you have some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just you ordered it, right? What stuff? The, the celebration stuff because I'm supposed to have stuff too. Have hot, heard hot and yeah, hot nor hair. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be coming tomorrow. What? I have a I have tracking on it. It's my, my Celebration stuff supposed to be coming tomorrow. I ordered it when they first released it, when tickets first got released. I've seen nothing. So, wait, you're talking about the stuff that you ordered along yeah. with your original, along with oh. my tickets. I never, don't know about never, that stuff. Never saw it. I have some 40th anniversary I don't know. Empire shirts, and I like I spent. I think I spent over a hundred dollars. I need so to you're look not into talking about too. the stuff that they. The you're later not stuff, about the no. Stuff that they, that's what I'm talking about because I got the like I said I got the the ad at Punch Bowl I got the uh, I got the the, the stuffed uh, tauntaun. I'm gonna write some angry emails. <laughs> you should because strongly worded emails. Strongly worded emails. Strongly, strongly worded. Yes. Strongly strongly Karen'd emails. Yes. Listen here. Sir. <laughs> let, let me have, let's have a discussion here. Uh, no, I no, would I like to speak to your manager. Yeah. I haven't had a problem logging in and just leaving it, uh, but I'm not of the opinion if I don't get it, it's ruined my life and I'm going to hunt it down on eBay. But if it's all I'm doing is I'm logging in and waiting in a virtual queue and I'm just sitting there and can go on oh, about the rest me. of my day, then, uh, you trust know, me, if I'll it's stuff okay. that I really do want, I will hunt it on, uh, hunt for it on eBay. But no, I mean, obviously I could live without things. I have a lot of things. Yeah, I do too. I got to find things to do with those things because I have so many things, but we'll same, figure it out. Same. We will figure it out. So what we were talking about making up for lost uh, revenue is what we were kind of um, talking about with the merchandise and the ESPN. Uh, real real quick, I just wanted to, to do something else about uh, parking real quick. I wanted to ask her, how has the parking been at Knott's? The parking at Knott's when I was when I've been there has been fine, but again, I usually tend to go earlier. It's free, and you have to enter. Um, oh, okay, that's good. Off the back, so like, we get off the freeway. Uh, we get off the 91 and Beach. We go all the way down Beach to Crescent, and then you make you make that right, and it's all open. And so they have parking attendants. You can just park for free, and uh, 
and then you just walk right in because they've shut down the the pass through street where um, in front like of the, the drop off street yeah, yeah, yeah in front of the park in, front of Mrs. in order Chicken. to make it yeah in order to have all that outdoor dining but right. now because Orange Orange County is in the what are they in the the red tier no, no yeah they're yeah, still in the red tier. yeah they haven't made it orange they're yet. in the red tier but. They haven't quite made orange yet, but because of the red tier, which we just got into in Riverside, you can have um, some indoor dining too. So now they're doing indoor and outdoor dining. But yeah, the parking was super easy. It was great. We're so you just don't, don't go. In. Go ahead. Anthony. You just don't go in. You just don't go in the normal entrance in the no. normal way, and then go into the road. Okay, so you. It's yeah. the back. What's the back entrance that faces the mall? Yeah, it's not even it's it's not even um, that it's the back entrance that faces like the gas station and the apartment buildings. It's the parking lot for the marketplace parking. You're just entering it from the the street. Oh, where it's, okay. It's usually an exit only. Like okay. they usually never have the entrance open, but now okay, the so entrance is open. Okay, so they're not even they're it's the parking that's underneath the uh, um, Ghost Rider. Yes, it's okay, all so that. So they're not even using the Independence Hall parking. Not when I not when I've been there. I don't think they're even okay. using it at night. I think that the employees aren't even parking on Western. The employees are parking by the um, in the north lot. I think it's called, but the one over by the um, by uh, the hotel. So the employees aren't even using the Western lot. Oh, so wow, they're not even weird. opening those outer. So however busy it is, it's busy enough to just fill up the parking lots by the ghost rider and the apartment uh, and the um yeah that's hotel. i mean that's a big parking but it's not that big so it's that's... not not very far at haunt like that's for sure or not well, very no. far in the summer. like it's it's like when i was there it felt like i guess crowded for the times that we're living in but not crowded by any stretch like it was nice no well, even if That's they used to, the, and, and I've, you know, uh, I'm, I've obviously been in Knott's a few times, but even if they needed overflow parking or decided to open something else, you could open the one over by Independence, like Anthony was saying, but because you can come in in front of Independence Hall. You don't cut in front of the um, where that Snoopy store is or where the chicken place is. You don't go in front of any of that. It wouldn't be out of the way. And you just, everybody comes underneath the tunnel um, under the road right there. So it wouldn't be. Well, the, Too crazy the problem, the problem, I guess, the problem with Independence Hall is you'd have to have them come in a different place because if you have that road that's there directly in front of the little the little road cut off, that's how you get into the Independence Hall parking. Unless you were to have the back, back, back gate, which is never open, you could open that one and just let people just drive in. But no, that's what they're doing in the by the Ghost Rider. But no, if you wanted, because there's there's like there is two ways into the Independence Hall parking. The other way is not coming under the under knots. It's going around on Beach Boulevard. But they haven't had to open that. So and right. from what I was seeing, like even when I was watching some vloggers who went later in the day, they were still parking over by. Ghost Rider and the shops and the hotel. So that's good the to know. Has been good. Yeah, the parking's been great there, and it didn't back up. Like we didn't have I, issues I would, with it backing up. I would have went and not known that. So thank you very much. Yeah, because that's good to know. Because automatically I would have assumed, oh, we're gonna park at Vince Hall, and then I would have assumed that I would have had to pay because I knew they probably wouldn't have honored my pass to let me park for free. 
Yeah, all the parking at Knott's is free. Uh, and it doesn't even matter if you have a ticketed event. Because, like, I've been to the marketplace and not gone in. I just went to the marketplace. I was looking for something, and you park for free. And it's not like, oh, you park for free if you're only there. Nope, free parking. Knott's has been... Knott's is the antithesis of Disney. <laughs> like, everything Disney we've talked about, like, Knott's is the opposite of it. And You know what? To be honest, though, it was already starting to be that before COVID. There was a reason why, and uh, you could, Dan will tell you, I told you, I was going to Knott's more than I was going to Disney already going into this new year, going into 2020. I was already going to Knott's. Once I got my pass, I was already going. And I only got the pass because of the 100th. I ordered, well, I was like, oh, it's the 100th. Let me try it out. And then I was even happier when I saw that cool purple pass. It's so awesome. And I was like, okay, this is cool. All the 20th. And they started doing all the pins. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. And I'm glad that they're still doing the pins because uh, we're still ordering and getting the pins. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, even before even before everything started with COVID, Knott's was already showing that they could handle certain things a thousand times better than Disney. I mean, and Dan already knows that I've already talked about how Universal has been handling, handling security better than Disney for huh. years. years. Yeah. For years. And even going back to the fact that they built that big old huge cool uh, uh, metal detector checkpoint at Universal while Disney is still using the same metal detector checkpoints that they built after 9-11. So that's... Well- I think they've changed those, though, in downtown Disney. I haven't been well, there, now, but I, was, yeah, I saw, have the, like, on somebody, they had, like, the newer, like, they have at Disney World. Yeah, it's I don't like, know if Dan had that as something we were going to talk about. No, but go ahead, things. go ahead. No, no. Yeah, the, uh, they've, had, they've added these new, uh, everything's supposed to be uh, touch-free now, and it's like, well, finally, we can get people to stop uh, fondling our bags so much, because uh, that was obviously a problem and something that we endlessly talked about on on Mousepire was about the, uh, the the endless fondling of the bags, but uh, and the difference in fondling to... my bag, <laughs> who fondles it is very different. <laughs> it depends on who fondled it. Yeah. Uh, wait, this is supposed to be PG. <laughs> uh, the well, uh, <laughs> the they had uh, a they had a dog when I went to Downtown Disney. So I heard like, about the dogs. Yeah, they have like a puppy, and it's adorable. It was like really into my bag, and like the handler was looking at me, and I was like, "I have snacks. I'm sorry," but um, it was so cute. I mean, it reminded me of like all the drug dogs at all the schools I've worked in, yeah. and that's a bit of my thoughts. So, yeah. So, so, right? the, so, the, so, uh, so from what I understand, the dog is is I think part three of a three part now security. Uh, you go through a touchless. Uh, it looks like even better uh, metal detectors uh, than what they had before because they're all the like fancy blue lights and stuff up and down the sides. Unless I saw the video incorrectly, no, she's shaking her head. So yes, yeah. And, uh, what I saw, that's what it was. When I was there, it was just an old school metal detector, but now they have the new one. And I haven't been there since they have the new one, but I've seen all the pictures of it. And then they have the temperature check. And then they have, I don't know if I'm going in order, the temperature check might be before the metal detector, but... It's, the temperature check was first, but okay. it's not, they, but they're supposed to have the, the new scanner that's all, like, high-tech with the blue lights. Allegedly, that's supposed to look at your temperature, too. I, I don't know. That's what I had heard. But when I went in, they had, like, a, an employee with one of those touchless thermometers, and they just hold it up to your forehead, and you, like, you're fine. And if you're not okay... 
they actually have a little cool-down tent. I've heard about the cool-down tents, yes. Yeah, they don't just <laughs> kick you out. You get to go to a cool-down tent where you get, like, ice water and you get to chill for a few minutes and see if your temperature comes down. And then after that, then I walked through the dog. And then after the dog, it was the old-school metal detector. But they were still rifling through your bag when I went. And so, I went, the last time I went was in, what was it, end of August, beginning of September, somewhere in there. Well, they're supposedly supposed to be totally touchless now. So Gina, has sends, me, Gina the... sends me videos every every now and again that, that I end up, I do end up watching, but I, she, she watches way more than she <laughs> sends. So what are they doing now if they're not fondling my bag? A, or or are they fondling the... my bag? It's just a different, a different way. Well, if the, when these metal detectors are finally like ready to go because I don't know if they're using them exclusively yet. Uh, I've, I've seen them and I know that they're there, but when they're done, the, you're not supposed to have to touch. Nobody has to touch your stuff. You just walk through and then that's it. They're magical. So it should, it probably tells you on something, whether there's some metals or large metals or anything in your bag or things like that. I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah, <laughs> the thing that I love the most is how much the the new security is just basically exposing how how pointless the old security was. Well, and that's I'm I'm not meaning to get you started, Anthony. I've heard it a million times. No, you don't have to get but, me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we would go whenever I, you know, everybody knows my uh, my brother. I go with my brother kind of quite often. And um, uh, we are known for two things when it comes to metal detectors, uh, myself and him. Me, sometimes I would forget to change my shoes and I'd have on my steel-toed docks. Um, so it's usually at that point that I get flagged and then it's always like, oh, man, it's my shoes. Um, but I have steel-toed Doc Martens. Um, so that's a little bit more understandable. He'd go through and every now and again would be his belt. His belt. That's it. A J.C. Penny belt. Like, that's it. Or my daughter sometimes would get flagged for her, you know, her little studded belt. But, like, that's a little bit more of an excuse to have the little studded belt versus he just has your a plain Dickies belt from, like, JCPenney. Like, why would that? The sensitivity was far from perfect at all. Um, Anthony knows that we've discussed multiple ways. Um, yeah, because then that leads to my most, my most annoyed thing about when that happens, and then that's the flip your belt for me. Right, yeah, I, I, I hate, I've done that a few times. Where I, almost I, have to flip kicked, my belt. I almost got kicked out because of somebody telling me to flip my belt, <laughs> and I, I, I refused for five minutes to do it until supervisor came over and he threatened to have me removed. Wow! All over because I wouldn't flip my belt and show him that the backside of my belt had nothing. <laughs> that story's funny because I know you. <laughs> Anybody else would be like, he didn't want to flip his belt. I'm like, no, I haven't met him. Like, he's just going to get into it with security <laughs> on, on the principle of the thing of how stupid this is. I'd actually have to do this. That's it was all, nothing that's but it, principle. Yeah, that's all it is with Anthony is the it's principle of the thing. No, you should the have this. So I don't have man. to do Yeah, I don't have to do this because this is stupid. Like, if you would just set this thing right, this, it wouldn't go off like it's supposed to. But, you know, I can walk in with a knife, too, because I think I've done that before, too. Actually, I know, <laughs> I'm thinking about Oh, crap. Well... When we, but you know, watch out! Watch out for that razor blade I might have behind my belt. All right, shifting gears. I, I just want to get your thoughts on this thing before we talk um, reopening. Is um, the Disney Plus decisions? Um, if you haven't heard what Disney Plus is doing, well, they did a couple things when at the early days of quarantine, the Tiger King days, I like to call them, of uh, quarantine. 
<laughs> um, we were younger. Yeah, we were naive about then. about five years ago. About five years ago. It was eighty-four years ago. Yeah. It's been eighty-four years. Um, but onward, which I actually haven't seen yet. Onward was released. Um, on I was. For a period, we, we were able to some... see that in the theater. Yeah. What day was that? Sorry, I, I don't remember what day it was at all. Uh, but I know it was very. I could early actually, you know what? I could look into my, uh, I could look into my AMC app and tell you approximately when it was, or I guess I could just Google it. So it wasn't long. I think it it had barely come out. Um, it, maybe maybe two or three weeks, maybe I, maybe two weeks at tops, because I usually go and see them. I usually would would hit the movies on a Sunday, and I just hadn't done it. I just hadn't done it yet, and it's one of those other things that I had contemplated. Well, I can go see this film now, and then everything's shut. But you know, it was oh, you movie. know what? I, I take it back. We didn't go see it in the theater. Okay, because so, it was March sixth. We so saw week. The, we saw it the day the day it came out on Disney Plus. Then that would have been a week because the shutdown was on the thirteenth. Everything usually shut down the thirteenth or that weekend. Um, so it was only it was the, it was the sixth. Yeah, it was okay. only a week. Yeah. So then, uh, uh, to, I remember my demand. mom was able to go see it, but yeah, the good thing it on demand, um, what only like a couple months later? No, uh, yeah, maybe a couple months later, way earlier than expected, which, um, which, which is cool. Which is, you get your money out of the on demand service and then put it on, uh, Disney Plus for everybody to watch. Uh, like I said, I haven't actually watched it, but we thought that was going to be the way that some of the other films were going to be released because I'm, I'm not going to go over them here necessarily. Um, we have on our, um, one of our other podcasts, but there was a whole slew of films that were stated, slated to be released in that time period that didn't happen. Uh, we wanted to see the, what was going to happen with Mulan because I believe at the last time I went to Disney before the actual shutdown, they gave me a Mulan button as I was getting on the bus because they were <laughs> already starting to promote the film. So um, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. What are they going to do? Are they going to release this the same way they did? Okay, we can't get anything. Yeah, you we'll put showed it to me, and, then... and I said, "Why did they give that out?" Right, they were they were they were doing that, um, and then they released the news that oh, we're going to do this uh, this premium uh, service. So I've I've gone over this on on my podcast, but I want to know um, kind of Anthony too, and then I don't know if you have Gina uh, Gina if you have Disney Plus, but what the thoughts were uh, real about fast. the way that they did it. Go ahead. Uh, real fast, it was uh, onward was uh, released on Disney Plus April third, so not even a month later. Okay. Like super, so maybe it was like two weeks on demand, and then uh, about that, and then um, on a Disney Plus, which again my kids have seen, but I haven't yet. Uh, need to do that. Yeah, because it hit it hit on demand March twentieth. Okay. So it was basically like three weeks from theatrical release to on demand, and then another two weeks or whatever, another week to uh, to Disney Plus. So we thought it would be the same for Mulan that it would drop um, on a wide release at Disney Plus, but then they throw that curveball at us that says. Okay, well, it's thirty bucks additional to watch this film um, that will release whenever it did. It, it's been a little bit of time now, maybe a month um, or so, and then it will go wide release in December. I think it goes up until December second that it's going to be on the premium for Disney Plus, and then December third, it's everywhere. So in that time, we originally thought because on that became a thing to release films on demand, and then. Uh, to try to make some money off of them, but they were rentals. They were rentals is what they were. You have them for so long. Disney Plus decided to make this one. Um, it is technically a rental, but you can watch it as... It wasn't, we thought initially it was going to be like two days, but it turned out it goes all the way until December. 
So we're trying to go back and forth and try to figure out, like, is that worth the extra price, knowing that because I got no. it on the ground floor of Disney Plus, I only pay seven bucks. That's my thoughts, too. My thought, too, is like, no. Why am I going to pay 30 extra dollars to watch this one? How many times am I really going to watch that one film over and over to justify my 30 bucks? And then everybody it, comes it back at me. Your kids. Well, everybody comes back at me and says, well, that's what you'd pay at the movies anyway. Yeah, I understand that, but I leave my house to do that. I leave my exactly. house to do that. Yeah. I know I'm going. It is an outing for, you know, I usually take my brother and the kids. So we go, we go and get the popcorn. We go and do all this kind of thing. It's a whole outing and an experience. That's what I'm paying for when I'm paying the, the price of this movie. Here I'm turning on my. Yeah, TV. I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into the severe pounding that I want to give to those people who are like, but I pay the same thing at the theater. But you're at the theater. <laughs> you're well. You know I don't even big, go to. The you know theater. how big? Unless you have, unless you have the same size screen in your house as they do at the theater, it's not the same. Just stop saying it's the same. Or else you're, I'm gonna pound you. It's like I'm just, I just got so, so tired of seeing it. And even people that I knew were saying it. I was like, no, stop saying this. We can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my, my brother really did do a it. Movie person. Yeah, see, I'm not a movie person. My husband goes to the movies with his family. Like usually, it's his, him and his dad going on like a mandate. Because I can't stand going to the movies. The whole experience. I used to work at one. I was the projectionist and it was, I didn't like it then. So I'm usually like, yeah, like I want to watch it at my house, but I'm not paying 30 bucks for like a C minus movie. So I had already heard about Mulan, the live action. I had already kind of known, like I kind of knew what they were doing. And I'm going to be honest, I have never seen the cartoon version either. I, it came out at a time where I was like, I know. I was too old for Disney, and I don't have kids. So it kind of, it was one of those that slipped through the crack for me. Wait, 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 wait. Can we back up to the I'm too old for Disney part? Okay, no. <laughs> I have, was for a while. I don't, you know, I like don't that, know you well enough cool. to, uh, <laughs> I'll let that go, because I don't know you that well, so. Uh, well, there's a, there's a point, like, there was a point where it was like, I'm too old for Disney. Now I'm like 42. Uh, now I'm like, can I go to Disney more? Like I like right. Disney. And, no, I get it. You know, it. there's a point. You know, when when you're like, I don't know. I guess in my 20s and mostly in my 20s, I just kind of felt. I've like, known. I've known those people. Disney. I was one of them. I, I couldn't tell you that I, I was, was ever them. one of those those people, but there was a period too where it's like, uh, and it was it was in the Lion King days and stuff like that, where it was just like. Even I think the original Toy Story, even where it just was like, yeah, no, I just didn't do it because like you had other priorities. Being a seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old kid, not that I hated the Disney stuff, I wouldn't be like, oh god, Disney, no, just that just wasn't on my radar. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas I was. I promise you, like, the Nightmare Before Christmas was. That, yeah, that totally was, was on, on that my was. radar. Well, I love Tim Burton. Like I was a Tim Burton, Danny Elfman fan. Like I loved. I went to see Oingo Boingo. Like they, that, that was something I was interested in. But the whole story of like Mulan, it just. It didn't pop up on my radar, and then I never watched it. And I've had, I've had a lot of people tell me I should, that I would really like the story, but I hadn't seen the cartoon. So then, when the when the um, and we do have Disney Plus, and I'll tell you, we have Disney Plus 100% for the Mandalorian, because in my house that was not there was not going to there was not a question that we weren't going to get Disney Plus for the Mandalorian. So we ha we have it. And I've watched stuff on it, but I'm not paying 30 bucks for Mulan. No, the extra, I wouldn't do either. 
It's just I saw yeah, it as another like, way to make revenue out of that movie. I wouldn't pay thirty bucks for Mandalorian. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I, so I don't remember watching it. So we're rewatching it. Uh, but I don't because I don't remember the first time. Allegedly, I was there, but I don't remember it. Um, it it's so. I know. It, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. Not it's for okay. me. You talking about the Mandalorian? Right. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Oh. All right. I I. It, I don't have to watch it. It's... I don't want to get off on a rail, Dan, but no, real fast. Okay. I agree. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. It's okay. I would rather watch Rebels. I... Dan laughs because he knows it's true. It, it, it was, like, I I find Disney Plus, I don't know. I, I don't find myself seeking it out. Like, I'll seek out Netflix. I'll seek out um, Hulu, even. Like, I even like CBS. Like, I'm getting into some of the CBS shows on there on demand. Lower Decks is the best thing on TV right now. 100% agree. 100% agree with Lower Decks. It is like, because I was a child of the next generation. Dance. Dance out. I, I don't watch Dance TV. Out. I don't watch TV that often. Well, yeah, but what? So, well, this is... No, we're not talking TV. This is streaming. Yeah, well, no, no. Okay, no, don't get me started on that, because all the streaming apps, like, I don't do that, so I'll let you two go. Go go ahead. Right, well... I have all of them. And I have to be honest, like, I I watch watch streaming, and I watch YouTube, and then I'll occasionally hit Food Network and HGTV, and that's all I'm watching on on satellite or, like, cable. I'm like, I don't even think I want to have it anymore. Because, like, Disney, if they're... If Disney's going to start putting more out on Disney Plus, and they own everything now, they own Marvel and all that other stuff, then, like, I don't, like, I'll, fi- I'll go to that more. And I don't have an issue if they're going to release something in the theater and then very quickly release it on a streaming for a lower price. So, like, if there was a tier, right? Because, look, we all, economics is economics. Disney made a very in my opinion, poor choice on laying off 28,000 mostly entertaining and photo pass people, which I get why they did photo pass. I understand like most people just use their cell phones, but you know, they lay off all of the, like they lay it off the orchestra people in Walt Disney world. They lay off a lot of the uh, entertaining people. I, we probably weren't there yet, but I don't yeah. get, we, we just totally jumped to another That's subject, the last section, anyway. So we're it's almost done. Yeah. We're almost done. We okay. I don't get the the thing I don't get is unless it was like a it's a secret way to get rid of them is the tenured employees. Yeah, I think it was a I think it was a it was a veiled attempt to finally for, for them to finally shed a bunch of tenured employees because you look at all the people talking about oh my mother who worked there for thirty seven years. My, I worked there for 16 years. A lot of super tenured people that normally, under normal circumstances with the unions, they would not be able to get rid of under any circumstances as long as they didn't screw up. But now they've been able to get rid of all these tenured people that make it make that make more money. Well, and and we have to, you know, like we have to look at things economically. And at the end of the day, Disney is a corporation. It's not Walt in a studio. This isn't 1955. Like this is a this is a mega corporation. But Walt's rolling in his grave. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He hates that term. That's why he said he hates that term. So I've heard. Uh, But 
you know, people who want to think, and I get it, Disney's a family to a lot of people, and there's so much, and, you know, they become friends with the cast. I get all that. But I also teach economics, and so they're a corporation, and they've got uh, – Disney isn't stupid, and they're using this opportunity as a way to trim some – Maybe let's say trim some fat that they've been needing to. I don't agree with it. I really was hoping. This isn't fat they're trimming. Office. This is blubber they're trimming. Well, they're and like, I, yeah, it's big time. It's, and and I was hoping to hear, oh, we offered Margaret, who's been here for 45 years, a retirement package. But of course they did it. Of course they did it. And all the Disney execs who, quote, took a pay cut, they're back to making their cash. Yeah, they are. And they're back to making their money. And I get it. Like, trust me. I get that they're making big decisions and they have degrees and they're very special people. And, you know, Margaret and payroll maybe wasn't. But Margaret and payroll is important. And she needs this job. And she's given her life to Disney. So it's like Disney, I think, is taking advantage of a situation. I don't I don't I don't necessarily blame them i understand what they're doing i don't agree with it but i get it and i think that if they want to continue to bankroll then to tie it back to like disney plus they can have because you know movie theaters are going bankrupt right now yeah we got we got theaters that aren't going to make it and especially here in california regal regal just announced today that they're closing all the theaters in the united states i mean not closing closing but they may end up being closed closed and all that because bond I was actually going to bring that up. That, that's because um, they just they, well economically they can't make it right now, so it's easier to shut than be open and be losing money on a on a daily basis. Not that they're not already anyway, but then you've got people on payroll and you've got operating costs where it's not as high. Well, as I work actually for, shut. Right, and I work for a movie theater, and I'm going to tell you that while it was even though it was a second run movie theater, it was like more of a mom and pop kind of thing. The overhead, like the profit margin on movie theaters, is not what people think it is. It's 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 pretty slim. Like their movie theaters are not making an obscene amount of money because they have to pay so much money for the licensing, and then you're looking at the employees, the turnover, like how fast they have to clean. We had like specific, like we had to be in and out of the theater in within five to ten minutes, and so the like it's a very small like window and so i get why regal's doing it and it makes it it, it makes you wonder and i know we could probably this could be a whole nother discussion on another podcast but uh it makes you wonder how uh amc was even able to do the the uh the amc uh the a-list they were even able to afford doing that when they were already had basically seen at that point movie pass fail because literally movie pass had already failed at the point when amc decided to do a-list and I don't know if they were making losing already losing money for the whole two years or a year and a half that A-list was in existence before COVID hit. But then, I mean, then you could almost guarantee they sure they A-list is still going right now, and they've they're they're actually getting ready next month. They're going to unpause everybody's accounts. But I can't see them once things you know I can't see them keeping people on A-list. Uh, F you know you just can't afford it. You have to have people going in. And spending full price, unless they really think that people, it's going to get people in to spend money on concessions that they're not selling. Well, I think that there's a few things. One, corporations can write off those losses. And so it's a really good way to write off a huge chunk of loss while still pulling in people. 
also then they, the most money they're making, just like theme parks, it's all concession. I know Disney, Disney doesn't raise ticket prices because they need to make more money. They're raising ticket prices to try to price people out of going to limit the people in the park because oh, we know that yeah, yeah Disney, <laughs> we've long had that conversation that, it's the people right. that don't know that are the stupid ones who complain about prices being raised exactly and so they're but they're, they're also the same ones who complain about the crowd in the park so exactly and so so di- theme parks movies uh movie theaters you're making all your money off concessions so with i think with the a-list and those kind of things it's like maybe a twofold one they get to write stuff off as a loss and two they get to pull people in and then people love to think they're getting a deal if if i told you something was 12 dollars plus shipping or if i told you it was 16 bucks you would give me $16 free shipping. You'd give me $16 for free shipping all day long. And so if you think you're getting a deal, you're, you're going to go for that, even if you're not. And, and I think that, that they know that movie companies and stuff they're they know that. And I think people are wanting, a lot of people want to get out of their house and we've, we've hit the point. We're no longer in the young tiger King days. (laughs) We're in the raggedy Mad Max version of 2020 where people are wanting to get out and seeing Disney downtown we're in the we're in the unhinged yeah (laughs) you know seeing downtown Disney packed seeing a taste of following selling out like hotcakes bearded Russell Crowe and we're like haggard We're like, take my temperature, give me a mask, I'll do whatever you want. I have to get out of my house. I'm actually yeah. at this point. Like, I've hit the point where I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll stay away from people. I'll go find a corner. I just, I have to leave my house for, like, just give me three hours where I'm not going to Target. Like, I need to go somewhere else, but I don't want to go to an essential business. But, you know, we're, I don't, I would like to see a tiered system. Like, okay, it opens in a movie theater for however much it costs to do that. And then after it leaves the movie theater, you get, like, Disney Plus Plus, where it's, like, uh-huh. Disney Plus Plus, you got to pay, like, eh, 10 bucks. You get it for two weeks or until your kid can't sing the songs anymore, right? <laughs> and then after that, it, it maybe goes away or it falls to the last tier, which is, well, it's been six months, so you could have it for free now. Well, you say that, but that is basically what they're taught, what some people think that might be what we're leading to. We and might, I we're think leading that might to be the, good. Yeah. And I mean, and if it gets to a point where maybe the movie theaters do end up dying, <laughs> it may be just straight to that that uh, plus plus format. That's been a rumor now, for a while. I did, yeah, that's been a rumor right, for a while. And I did want to get back to real quick talking about Mulan and that plus yeah. plus format because I want to go back to what was even an even bigger uh, release on Disney Plus than anything that and people don't really think about it because it's been so long you've already forgotten. Now is Hamilton. Oh yes. Because Hamilton, as you know, people forget it by now. It's come out in so long since that came out. That Hamilton was supposed to be in the theaters next year, right? And and yet they decided, in one of their more gracious acts, to, <laughs> to a release plebs. to the plebs, release Hamilton to Disney Plus a full year later, and that was kind of a big deal. Well, wasn't it, that mostly Lin Manuel Miranda who wanted that? Well, I think he 
I think he's the one that like really pushed he for it. Pushed. Yeah. Well, number one, number one, there was factors because you can't release a uh, a recording of a show that is still currently running on Broadway. It's some sort of licensing or uh, uh, rules to do with Broadways. You can't release a recording of a Broadway show while it's still running on Broadway. It's or it's some sort of agreement or something like that. So that's why Hamilton had to wait until next year. But because of the fact that Broadway was shut down, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and probably others just, you know, were like, oh, hey, let's release this. And, yeah, I do think it was like a lot of it was probably up to him. And he's like, hey, this is my, my thing. I may have, whoa. My yeah, I was like, that didn't sound good. I didn't really care for Hamilton. I That's know. A, I, I, I actually, okay. I, didn't, I didn't expect to like it, but I... I absolutely adore it for some reason. It's just super catchy. Uh, if anything, uh, Groff as the king is the best thing that could possibly have happened to me in 2020. Uh, uh, Jonathan Groff as the king. Uh, just knowing that that's, uh, that that's um, you know, uh, what's his name uh, from Frozen is just hilarious. Yeah, I am. Um... I tried to watch it and I couldn't get into it. So then I had to paint my bathroom. So I like, I like uh, listened to the soundtrack and I have to say, I preferred listening to it as a soundtrack rather than watching it. And I, I don't know what it was about the format. I just didn't, it just didn't speak to me. And I'm a history person. Like I taught eighth grade U S history, which is early U S history. I knew the right. whole story and, and I, I mean, yes, there's creative license, but yes. I mean, I, I know the basis of it and all of that. And so I was like, man, this should be right up my alley. And then I tried to watch it and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Why see, I do had, I hate this? Now, unfortunately, there is some songs that have more context if you actually see them. Yeah, I'm going to go back and revisit but, it. It is, does give you more context to have listened to enjoy listening to it first. Because then when you do see the visual, it will help you with that context, especially if you didn't enjoy it the first time around. Yeah. But um, if anything, uh, the yeah, between Jonathan Groff as the king, and I just absolutely adore listening to David Diggs. Okay, I, uh, can, I, can I tell you that I get freaking Jonathan Groff's songs stuck in my head all the time? And I'm, I'm not the uh, – we, Gina, and I'm Which sure – Which one? I had a, I had a little uh, – all of them. <laughs> um, I yeah. had a little emergency here, so I didn't catch this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Gina said that she didn't take to it the first time. It was kind of like, what is this? Um, I gave it a shot. It was actually our, our pal Diggs um, who did tell me, hey, man, um, have you seen this? So I was like, man, nah. And he's like, you should check it out. The music is like a, a little hip-hop thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And to be honest with you, we, I don't know, we were supposed to go see Hamilton with the school. Like I was actually going to go see Hamilton because we had gotten this this thing paid for to go do that, and then about two weeks after shutdown is when we were supposed to go um, see it, Damn. which never happened. Um, but I had no idea what it was. I got asked, "Hey, do you want to go check this out?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I mean, that sounds kind of different, you know. I think the only play I've seen is Wicked, um, you know. Uh, but I was like, "Yeah, okay." I had no idea it was even hip hop, and that didn't. I don't know. It was just it was different. It was different to me. I, I thought it was kind of. I thought it was kind of neat. I do need to watch it again. But uh, after watching it the first I time, think, I really was kind of like, "This is kind of cool. It's different than I thought it would be." I think part of my issue is like I didn't like Moana either, and I don't like his. I don't like the way he writes music. 
Like it's cause it, I think that's what it boiled down to is I don't like Lin-Manuel's version of songs. Like it's not, it does nothing for me. Like I like a lot of the other songs that were more traditional, but I, I was listening to it. I was like, Oh, I don't like Moana songs either. And I realized they're written. By so it's him then it's him. So it's him that I don't like. Well, it's, if you really just want to enjoy Lin-Manuel Miranda, then you should just watch all of the gizmo duck episodes of DuckTales. Yeah. Cause then you just have to listen to him as a uh, voice actor. And, and, and you he should just fine as that. And you should totally watch Mary Poppins returns. <laughs> oh yeah. As a Puerto Rican Bert. Yeah. Puerto Rican Bert. Yeah. That's, that's what he is. Which actually is not a bad film, but I didn't think it was a bad film. I have not seen that one. I should I go. Like is it. it on Disney Plus? I believe it is on I'll Disney go, Plus, yeah. I think I should go hook it up. I loved Mary Poppins. Like, I liked the first one. This so is a fair, I'm, like, a, it's a fair sequel. It was was much better than I thought. It? There's a lot of nods to uh, the original. Not, yeah. I'm not opposed she, to reimagining. <laughs> oh, no, it's a sequel. It's not a reimagining. Oh, it's a, right. it's, it's, a, the, it's a sequel, it's yeah. The sh- it's an actual sequel, actually based on some uh, one a couple of the books. I'll have to uh, go. Look. But getting back to the Hamilton point, the reason I brought up Hamilton is because it uh, it's been brought up by people, I think. But uh, I have the. Do you think that they would have charged for Hamilton had they known that they could have? Would they have done the same thing with Hamilton that they did with Mulan? And do you think it would have been obviously a much? They would have made tons more money if they had done it, because there was a lot. Of, the hype on Hamilton was super. It was big. It was very big hype. It was bigger than Mulan. I wouldn't have That's... done that either. No, I don't think so. I think they would have had to charge a cheaper price. I think they could have done it, but I think it would have had to have been cheaper. Because largely, and I just because it's not new, new. It's not new, new. People had seen it, and you know, I I watched it basically off a word of mouth. It wasn't something I was going to watch or was interested in until somebody who I know is like a non-theater person is just that's not his thing. Either was like it's actually really good. So I was like, and I have a history degree, so you know what I mean. So and I just wasn't into it. So that would have done that. The Mulan thing totally is because. They saw that as a blockbuster film because it would have been in theaters. That would have been a blockbuster movie completely. Um, uh, a, a woman, a, a female lead. You've got that going for you in, in this day and age. You've got people of color in the cast. It had all the markings for this could be a blockbuster during this time period. Let's you know milk this thing for, for what it's worth. Um, Unfortunately, though, they did have a lot of negative things going for it, such as the yeah. Hong Kong issue which went against her and um, and i could go into a whole thing about how people don't understand that if she would have been damned if she had done it she would have been damned if she didn't say what she said so uh she was damned either way no matter if she would have been it depends on who she wanted to be damned by i guess but and then there was the whole issue of the fact that a lot of people were kind of opposed to the fact that there was uh, there was no the that although it was a diverse cast, the writers and the, some of the behind the scenes were not diverse at all. It was not a diverse director. Uh, and uh, just there was a lot of different factors. And then, you know, after it came out that it was verified that there was some propaganda to it. But so it had a lot of things going for it. The biggest being the whole uh, boycott Mulan movement because of the things the actress said 
those things really without people even knowing the context of it, it, it that that stuff just really spread like wildfire basically you know i mean you know how things you know basically just like anything else spreads through conservative channels uh it was the same thing so it, it had a lot of really negative things going for it before it even came out and otherwise it probably would have done a lot better probably on disney plus i mean obviously they're never going to give us those numbers but we no. know that it didn't yeah. do as well as they would have expected and that's why i brought up hamilton because i think that hamilton would have made them a lot more money if they had thought of doing it back then right but that just wasn't what the setup was that it was more of let's let's release this because of the, the we know this isn't going to happen it's going to be a while right it fit with the july 4th um, kind of theming a founding father, so let's go for it. Yeah, looking back now, I bet they wish they did. They had done that because they probably would have made a lot more money, oh, yeah. you know, based on that. Because if I see Mulan, no. Will I watch it in December? I'll get to it eventually. Same. That's the best that I can tell you. I will get to it eventually. Hey, let's go ahead and uh, it's been about an hour and a half. Um, as quick as that's gone, let's go ahead and, and wrap this up and just kind of th- what you think about. We got everything else that's on the list here. We, we basically touched, and it was just. Thoughts anyway. We get to what we get to, and then open discussion. Uh, what do we think about reopening? Uh, do we see that soon? I, I don't even know that I really want to even get into what the plan is supposed to be because, as I understand it, I know I had seen um, different, a, a couple different versions of the plan, most of which fall, fell in line with each other. But as far as I know, we actually were never given these were what the, the guidelines were going to be at all. So I don't even know that I want to speak to, as Anthony would call it, uh, rumor um, at all to say this is what it's going to be, but what I, what do you see as, like, what's it going to take to reopen? Well, we're in a state where we, our governor is taking a very, very conservative approach. And regardless of whether or not we... Stand by conservative, you being liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Cautious yeah, might have been the better mean, word she was looking for. I do, yeah. not, I do not mean conservative in the political sense. Yes. Uh, he's being incredibly cautious. And again... You know, there's people who agree or disagree, and that's neither here nor there because it's not the politics isn't isn't the just the point. on the politics real fast. I just want to say that I commend him for putting the health of the citizens of his state over his own political career because he has destroyed his political career both ways because of yeah. how much he has. But did he? Because yes, there is this giant like recall Newscombs campaign, which makes me laugh every time I read it, and then they Same. can never spell his name right. Same. But in the same breath, I just talked about this with my AP GovPo kids. In the same breath, Homie is scoring astronomically high approval ratings. Yeah, for, so for dealing with this virus. Deal, yeah. yeah. Well, so see, like, I didn't know that. I oh, thought that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's really high. Got, see, all I see. You're I hearing wish I, the vocal minority. <laughs> well, yeah. you know how it is. You know how it is. I feel well, like sometimes yeah. I feel like uh, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one who defends Newsom. No, oh, th- there well, are a lot of people, but they don't. Media. Yeah, they don't speak up on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you're on social media right now, right now, the right uh, is very, very vocal. Okay. <laughs> but as, as I pointed out to the right, uh, do you remember the guy who ran against Newsom? I guarantee you don't. And my and one of my my social uh, media friends said. No, but I voted for him. And I said, oh, you voted for Cox? Then you were one of the 30%. And she goes, oh, I don't remember that name. And I said, well, (laughs) then no, you don't know who ran against Newsom. You have no idea what you're talking about. So 
so the 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 Republican anti Newsom people want to run around screaming to recall him. And the last time we recalled a governor, we got the governor who was probably one of the worst governors we've seen in decades. Thank you, Arnold, for doing nothing except signing my bachelor's degree. Uh, yeah, I have his um, I have his signature <laughs> on my teaching credential. <laughs> yep, there we go. We got his signature. But anyway, at the end of the day. The right is running around screaming how they hate him and that they want to get back to normal and all of that. And then we're seeing Newsom with some of the highest approval ratings of his career. So I think overwhelmingly people are saying thank you for keeping the health and safety. In yeah, the same the, Newsom, literally, Newsom's only misstep was AB5. I think he, well, I... I think that there's been... That's not his fault, but he didn't know yeah. what he was signing. I think there's been several things. Like, I, I disagree with him on a lot of things. Co- coronavirus is not one of them. Like, right. I, I'm okay with how he's been handling that. Except now we're hitting a point where we have to start definitely examining and not saying putting economics above people, except to say people need economics in order to continue to survive and there well yeah if the if the congress isn't going to do it then he has to do it exactly and so he has to be congress he does and and this was a point made by a vlogger that i was listening to and this vlogger point they said if we can go to a taste of halloween right and if i can go to walmart and i can go to these places why is it that we can't go to Disney fully open, well, or par- open to open to a lower capacity, or not open to a lower capacity. Wear the mask on it on the ride, and if you don't feel comfortable riding one of the rides because you don't know if the guy in the front row keeps his mask on, then don't ride that. But have the option because you could still keep the employees safe in the same manner that they're keeping them safe now. And, and there's a point to that. And I don't think we should say, we shouldn't be feeling this. We shouldn't just be like, go crazy. But I feel that maybe it's time to start looking at reopening. And, and I saw some of the leaked stuff, and some of that seemed absurd. I just think that Newsom needs to start making some, some decisions. Because the government, the federal government isn't going to do anything. They're just not doing anything right now. And they're not going to do anything for a while. February, <laughs> February at best. Exactly, because let, let's face it. Let's say that President Trump is done after his first term. Well, he's lame duck until the end of January, so we're right. not doing anything until then. And let's say President Trump is elected for a second term. Well, then we're not doing anything Ever. to help anyone for four years. <laughs> so at this point, Newsom needs to act now in order to start rescuing a lot of businesses that are just going to have to fold. And a lot of people rely on those businesses. There's a lot of people in California who are working poor. We need to look at what we're doing. And, and the parks, Like, and it's not just the people at the theme park. Like Anaheim, the city of Anaheim fights with Disney at every chance it gets. And even they were like, please open Disney, please, because all these companies that are surrounding Disney are are looking at folding. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I we're just it's it's time that that people in government 
are, are going to have to start looking at some 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 tough decisions. And we, we've reached six, what is it, six going on seven months now of, of lockdown where a lot of people have to, you know, they're really struggling. And then they shut down unemployment for two weeks to, to clear the backlog. So Newsom's going to have to make some decisions and he's going to have to, yes, do what's right for people and do what's right for people, both health-wise and financially. So and I, I hate even saying that. <laughs> are, are we saying reopening then is going to be a mix of, it, it needs to happen for the economy, essentially of a city, but then yes. also yes, also for, um, also for you know, looking at now, well, uh, not 28,000 in the state, but we'll just use the number 28,000 because that's the number. Disney actually released a number, first of all, which never happens. Um, for, for 28,000 people, whether because it, it's, yeah. a mix of, oh, it's a mix of different departments. It isn't just from the theme parks. It's from Imagineering. Yeah. It is people in Florida. It, it's, right. it's, it's a large number. Uh, what I was going to, I was going to say that, uh, cause, uh, she was saying something and it made me, well, you're talking about the city of Anaheim and I was going to jump on that and also say, yeah, just a year, uh, just, just under a year and a half ago, the city of Anaheim was out there saying, we don't need Disneyland. Literally saying, we don't need Disneyland. We don't need your walkway then, over harbor. Remember that? Yeah, we, we don't need, need your walkway, walkway over harbor. Over harbor. You, oh, we don't need your you don't need new your hotel. entertainment district. Right. Your yeah. hotel that moved 500 then, feet. Then yeah. now, now they're out there on podiums out on Harbor Boulevard screaming about that Disneyland needs to open now. They're screaming at Newsom that they need to open now. And then is now the point when I really get to talk about how much new, uh, shitty Disneyland was for throwing Newsom under the bus for those 28,000 uh, employees who now there's literally probably people on the internet who think that because of Newsom, the 28,000 people don't have their jobs because Disney didn't even make the point uh, on that release when he threw Newsom under the bus to say that those employees weren't even all at Disneyland. You know what? I bet you there's only like 5,000 of those 28,000 are probably even from Disneyland. If that, because Disneyland itself only has like what twenty eight thousand employees or under that, right? Is it like twenty five or something like that? I don't know. Cause so Disney it's like doesn't release numbers. Yeah, they don't talk about it. So I mean, it's like it was so the, the the number of people that actually probably got laid off in that layoff from Disneyland is so small, and then yet uh, whatever his name, Amato, is out there throwing Newsom, you know, basically telling the press that it's Newsom's fault that all these people have no jobs. That was dirty. Super dirty, super dirty, and it really, that was like one of the first times in my life I've been so very angry at something Disneyland was done, and even more so than uh, Bob Chopek, <laughs> which you don't even want me no, to get no, started no. on No, 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 not, let's not, let's not, let's, we can end that there. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, pretty much takes care of, of everything on our list. You want any final thoughts? Thoughts, Anthony, not rants. He's also no his his nickname <laughs> is Rant Man. So the Anthony his nickname is Rant Man because he just he gets going on a good one and we just let him. <laughs> but it's been a while, so uh, yeah. I'm take any final thoughts and then I'll, I'll do the 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 outro and we will call it. I just I think that uh, you know she's right. Gina's right that the parks will open soon. Uh, we don't know what the disagreement is over the parameters. We don't know why Iger quit Newsom's little task force, whether it's because Iger's being a little jerk about it or whether 
and Newsom is playing super hardball with the parameters, which I think that's probably what it is. And Iger was just being a little whiny baby or, you know, I would have expected that out of Tropic, but I wouldn't have expected that out of Iger. It's a little but, unusual, a little uh, unusual. A little unusual. I mean, it was, it's one thing for Iger to go storming out of uh, uh, Trump's little task force that he was in, but it's another thing for him for him to storm. It makes Iger look bad to leave the task force that's trying to, you know, ensure that uh, the safety of your guests. And it makes you look bad. It makes you look like you don't care about your guests because you already look like you don't care about your employees by the fact that you try to blame it on somebody else. But, you know, I was just uh, the park will be open soon. I think that they would love to have the park open for December. I think I've that's what we see. That. I think that's what I we think see. that they really want to have the park open for December. If the park doesn't open by December, I don't see there's any reason to open the park before April. Right. We want to get back to, to that, uh, that Christmas season. I think we see a modified Christmas season. Um, I don't know yeah. that we'd see any kind of layover uh, necessarily with Small World or Haunted Mansion, which is still, as far as I know, still under construction because it was supposed to be down for an extended period of time anyway. Um, so we'll see. We're going to see delays, of course, in uh, Marvel Campus or whatever that's called. Avengers Campus. Or I can't remember what the name of it is. Right, we see things in that. Uh, how much do you want? You know, everybody wanted to see the big pumpkin right now on Main Street, but I think we'll see the big tree. I think we've got that coming. Yeah. And I'd like to see some decorations in, in downtown uh, uh, Disney. We already know we're not getting the gingerbread house, which is always in the Grand California, which is always something that I actually do like to check out. Um, it'll be modified, but I think just the, the whole spirit. Honestly, it could be used. As, as, as tough a year as this has been, it can, it can be a, a source of uh, good faith and, and goodwill and just good thoughts and good vibes to see that kind of decor at Christmas. So that's what I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I would like to see the theme parks open uh, before Thanksgiving. I would love to see them open early November. That way you get that extended Christmas season. And, and right. like you said, it could be a mixture. Yes, it's goodwill. Like, hey, look at everybody. Like, let's come together safely at six feet away with masks. And uh, and let's, you know, come together and, and, and make – 2020 like let's end it on a better note than we've had to deal with and honestly i think it would make newsom look good i think it wouldn't hurt his image probably 100 percent. you know it would make him because right now there's a lot of disney people very angry with him and uh and it would make him look good so he could look like the savior disney can get their disney knots they can get some money out of it people can go back to work and those of us who've been stuck in our home can figure it out but you know what (laughs) but you know what i mean i do think that disney has to be open to to what happens i mean if they can't get uh, an approval for a full park opening by a certain time then they need to concede and decide to do you know some sort of uh just a food thing for christmas because i mean if you know they could save a lot of face if they if they if if they give in and say, okay, well, we'll do if we can't get a full park, agree to a full full park opening, at least do the the food fest, at least bring back festival of holidays, and you can even have festival and holidays in both parks. Mm-hmm. For sure. Bring back and that the, would sell out. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> um, would they do ticketed event? They would. I think they would have to just in because that, of capacity. Because of capacity, because that's what Knotts did. Not it's a even if you, but if you ha, if you're an AP you got a couple bucks off, so like for, <laughs> for capacity purposes, 
that's what not, you know, that's how they're capping it. They're only selling X amount of tickets. If you're an AP, you get a few bucks off. Disney would be smart to do that because now the they're problem, the, the problem with that is that we know that Disney, we know how the pass holes are. <laughs> pass holes are a completely different breed of people from, <laughs> I'm sure, people that have passes at knots. People that have passes at knots are already used to having to pay extra to go to things like haunts and things like that that aren't included. Pass holes expect everything to be included. We're the same people that are complaining that there hasn't been an AP party in six years. So trust me, I know what it's like to be a pass hole because I am one. Assume- but <laughs> the, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, if the park opens or if something opens at the park, the pass holders are going to expect to not have to pay or well, they're going to isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is very unfortunate <laughs> for them. I guess I say them because by the time that happens, I will not be a pass holder anymore. Unless, of course, you guys are right and my pass continues to go on. But no, I mean, yeah, we're just gonna have to wait and see. I mean, it just depends on what. I mean, I I don't see Disney wanting to do the. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Really hard to say if they if they even agree to do something like the food festival, the, uh, then to decide how to do the ticketing of it. It's just a whole lot of different variables that I, there was no way that any of us could predict. Anthony, you forget the fact that it's a great way to sell us a sip and saver pass. Well, obviously. I mean, it works <laughs> to for knock us. off a few dollars on a sip and saver pass. I mean, you know, that's a great way uh, to do it and say we'll get some extra bucks over can, there. Especially the you can get a, sell a sip and saver pass and have more, have less food items on it than knots. I mean, that's already what they're doing. So yeah, that's what's uh, going on there, buddy. So I'm gonna look up something before I, because it's bothering me. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they're gonna start charging money for downtown Disney parking any day now. Oh, that's they're out. That's out. It. It, it's twenty five bucks. They've got self. Is it now? They've got self parking kiosk. No, it hasn't implemented yet. It's still free, but it's set up to do that. Yeah. It, you know, because it's not free at Garden Walk. It does cost money, um, and then they've got the they've had them there for a while, but they do have the kiosks for you to self pay for some stuff. So it's yeah, it's coming. It's and coming. I that, that can only last so long. That will help with the. That's going to help with the uh, the backup, the capacity, people coming. That maybe you won't go if you have to pay twenty five bucks. Well, you said it. You said it earlier. You said the price. <laughs> that's what that's what we know was happening. Even with the parking yeah. in general, when you buy a pass, well, I have the highest pass on the thing, so I, it's included in my pass. But um, that's the only one that does. Everybody else is twenty five bucks so, a shot. So, something that uh, occurred to me too that um, I'm not sure that how much uh, COVID regulations uh, affect the parking structures, and uh, if the, if they're being told that they can't use parking structures, and that like say only Toy Story lot would be able to be used, obviously that's going to create problems too. For although if you're already limiting the number of guests coming into the park, you shouldn't. You should only need Toy Story. Yeah, so, you, you wouldn't go to any other <laughs> lot. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that has to be something that has to be in the consideration, too, is the fact that they're probably not going to be able to use the parking structures. Well, at, you know, that, at shiny, that point, though, the, they're shiny, brand new parking structure. The problem with Toy Story, though, is you have to transport those people on a bus, and you, you have to abide by the regulations on the bus, too. Because you're not going to exactly. walk out. And you, in Simba, at least you can walk to um, downtown Disney. Right, so that's so a, that's, a, that's other things that I hadn't even thought of until just now. I just thought of that. I was like, oh, the, the parking, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, people are itching to go to Disney so badly that if you told them that they had a park across town and march in a six-foot distance single-file line through Anaheim to get to the gates, people would probably do it at this point. Well, I mean, if you've, 
I've done I mean, it. If you've ever, really good, Anthony. I was going to say, I was just going to say, if you've ever driven through uh, Har- uh, Harbor and Catella on the middle of a day when Disneyland's open, you already know that people do that anyways when there's no when there's no pandemic. So, I mean, I've had I've walked from uh, Toy Story to the park entrance uh, just because I did feel like waiting in line for the, the bus. I've walked from Garden uh, Rock I don't, to the Harbor side. Yeah. That's not as far of a walk. No, but, no, but it was, uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. I didn't like it either. But like I, I was, it wasn't something I wanted to do. No, it was packed that no, day. I, I, but I also didn't want to stand in line for the bus. So I mean, it was like one thing I didn't want to do compared to other another thing I didn't want to do. At least one of them I was moving. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. So we've got that the first episode of Disney Culture. Uh, hope well, maybe we can turn this into a recurring thing. Just as we like, hey, there's stuff I want to talk about because that's how this started. Was Anthony and I were talking, and it was like, dude, we haven't talked about this in six months. Like, and there's a lot of news kind of like dropping and a bunch of stuff that's actually happened like recently, not as often as it was, but, um, a bunch of information has been dropped. So I'm going to go through our stuff real quick. So you, Hey, give us an email at exocast at yahoo.com. We're on Instagram at exoculture, Facebook at exocult, Twitter at exocultcast. We're now on TikTok. Find us there. Uh, every Saturday we do a Saturday spin. We can get uh, some record that we're into for that week. We usually something different, something kind of cool because a few of us are vinyl heads. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio, Podomatic, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Or just ask your smart home device to play the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. So this will drop. The Extraordinary Culture Podcast drops uh, once a month. New episode has just come out, Sweet and Dandy. Another one will come out soon. And we probably will have KFA Culture, our other podcast, because this is number three sometime soon. So... That's it for us here. We'll see you later. See you real soon.